0: Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Awesome. Hey, we're so glad you're here. Like I said, uh, like Blake said, um, I'm Brian. If I haven't met you yet, man, I hope, uh, hopefully tonight we'll get to meet each other. Uh, we're glad you're here. Thanks for being. Uh, we know this. When you're new, it's crazy scary to come to new places. So thanks for being brave. Uh, and come and hang out with us and check us out. Like, uh, For the next few weeks, we're going to talk about, like Blake kind of said, we're going to talk about some heavier topics, okay? Uh, and here's the thing, like, that's I, I, what I'd love for you to do. I'd love for you to be here for the entire discussion. Like, for four weeks, we are just going to be diving into something that there's just a lot of questions about, uh, there's a lot of controversy about, and we just love for you to be here so you can, like, hear the whole thing. Like, tonight, we're going to set the foundation of where we're going to go. Uh, But, man, I would love for this. Like, we're going to do two weeks, then we're going to take a break for Impossible Shot, because, like, too much heavy is too much heavy, right? So we're going to have some fun and throw uh, 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 tennis balls everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Uh, And then we'll come back for a couple more weeks uh, for that. So I'd love for you, man, like, would you just make, an, make it, a, make it a, something on the top of your priority list that you'd be here for those four weeks so you can really hear God's heart when it comes to his plan uh, for sexuality? You know, sexuality is one of those things that has become one of the more controversial uh, challenges of our age and of our culture. It's just alive everywhere. There's just a lot of talk about it. And what we want to do for the next few weeks is this. We want to simply engage it, and we want to do it intelligently, and we want to do it compassionately, and more important, we want to do it biblically and look at just some of these issues that, that, that are in our world that we, we come up a lot. Now, some of you are like this. You're like, you're going to talk about sex in church? What? Like, what in the world is that? And, and I would just say this, like, um, I would argue this would be the place we, sh- we should. And here's why I would argue that. Like, God, here's the thing. If you don't know this, God created sex, and he designed it. Like, God designed that. He designed our sexuality. Like, so this really should be the place. Like, and here's the thing. I don't know if you realize this or not, but all through life, we are being discipled. Like, every part of our life, there's is, there is things that are leaning in, that are wanting to teach us. We are being taught everywhere. There are so many things in our lives that want to shape our beliefs, like, just all over the place. And, and, and here's the thing. They would love to. They'd love to do this. Um, they would love to, you know, when it comes to sex, our culture, and sexuality, our culture would love to disciple us. YouTube would love to do that. TikTok would love to do that. Screens would love to do that. Uh, Anything on Netflix, TV, when you see relationships, you see sexuality or sex, like here's what it would love to disciple us, that this is what it looks like, this is what's right, this is what's wrong, this is the way this goes. Like it just would love to do that. It would love to just disciple us. Like our friend groups would love to do the same. Or locker room talk would love to do the same. Like it would love to disciple us and say, no, this is what's taught, this is what happens, this is what go down, this is what should happen in a relationship. It would just love to do that. You go to the news, you go, you Google something, and here's the thing: all those different places really leave us confused, and they leave a lot of mixed messages. Like all these different views and all these different things coming all from all these different ways, it just leaves us in that in in that place. So here's what we want to do for the next few weeks: why don't we just go to the source? Like I would love. Uh, like I here's what I would love. I, I would love if uh, someday to own a Tesla. I just think they're cool cars. I've never owned one. Someday, maybe I will. But here's the thing. I I, I, I would I would when I get a car, I kind of learn all about it. But even if I, I got a Tesla, and let's say I learned a lot about the automated driving and figured that out and thought, okay, these sensors are here in the front of the car and here's how it reacts when somebody walks through. Or if I was to learn a lot about the charging, like even if I had the car for 10 years, hey, I would learn a lot about the car, right? But here's the thing. If I want to know the most about the car, I'm never going to know a lot about it. But here's the thing. If I was to sit down with the designer, like how cool would it be to sit down with Elon Musk and be like, okay, Elon, can you just tell me about this automated driving thing, like he's the designer, he would be the best person to go to, to find out how this car really works, like, like what's happening under the hood, like all of those different things. Like th- here's the thing, the designer can tell me the most about its design. So here's what we're gonna do for the next few weeks. I believe sexuality's the same exact way. I think here's what we do when it comes to sexuality, we like we go back to the designer. We go back to the Creator, the one who knows the most about it. Before we begin tonight, like I said, this is kind of the foundation of where we're going to go the next few weeks. And We're not going to get too, too serious tonight. We are going to get pretty serious, but it's just going to get heavier as the weeks go. But I just want to share a few things before we get this series going. A couple things from my heart. I want to share an apology as we just go on. Here's the first thing. My promise to you is this entire series is is my tone will be this. It will be gentle and it will be gracious. You're not going to come here and hear me angry or anxious. That's just not the way I'm going to go about it. When you come in here and we talk about these heavy things, it's going to be gentle and it's going to be gracious. That's just the way we're going to talk. The reason is because that's the way I see Jesus interact with people when he talks about big things. You know, Jesus really wasn't a hot take guy. Like the only people he ever got heated with, if you read through the scriptures, are the Pharisees. They're the only people that he ever gets, he ever gets kind of snippy with or it's a hot take or anything like that. He, the rest of the time, like he, it's just not the way Jesus comes across. Here's the thing, it's not just the way, it's not just the things we say, it's the way we say it, right? It's the tone. Like you ever been on social media and there's a Christian clapping back at somebody and they're saying the words of Jesus But they're saying it in this tone that's just not the tone of Jesus. It just doesn't work. So our tone in here as we talk is going to be gentle. It's going to be gracious. It's just what we're going to be about because that's what we believe Jesus is about. Uh, The next thing is this. um, This is not going to be sex ed. Okay? It's going to put you like we're not going to talk body parts. We're not going to talk about any of that. Like, I'm not going to put up graphs and screens and, and, and draw pictures. Like, that's not going down. It's not going to be the awkward, co- you know, conversation on the couch with your parents about the birds and the bees, okay? That is not what this is about for the next few four weeks or so. It's just it's just not that. Yeah, there may be some awkward moments, but it won't be those kind of awkward moments, okay? Just, just know that. Um, it's simply going to be looking at what God says about our sexuality. Um I just want to bring this up as we start, and we're going to talk about this a little more in the fourth week, so it's a little far down the line, but it's something we need to remember. I want you to know this. Disagreement doesn't mean hate. When you disagree with someone, it doesn't mean hate. In our culture, it it, it, it believes this lie. Our culture tells us that any kind of disagreement, that equals hate. And I just want to tell you that's, that's not true. And basically, as a parent, as a husband, I can tell you that's true. That's true. There's a lot of times where in our household, there's there's a disagreement between me and, and one of my kids, or there's a disagreement between me and my wife. And here's the thing. It, whatever the disagreement is, I don't care how big or small it is, I, I never stop loving them. You can disagree with someone, and it does not mean you you hate them. And I just want you to know that those things don't have to go together. Like, they they don't. Like, it just, you know, for you and I to have different belief or different belief from our culture, if we believe something different than what the culture is saying, it doesn't mean we hate people. That's not what it means, and it's just not true. Sometimes the most loving things in my life, sometimes the most loving times in my life have been when people disagree with me. And they said, Brian, I, I disagree and here's why. I've had several times with my parents, I disagreed with them, and here's what they, they loved me enough to disagree with me. Just know this disagreement does not equal hate. That just does not, it's not true. Our culture wants to gap and say that's true, it's just not. It's not what we're about. I want to apologize. Because here's what I, I just want to say I'm sorry that the church has been too quiet when it comes to sexuality. And I'm talking this church, I'm talking the church in general. Like church is, the church as a whole. Our culture is screaming about sexuality, and here's what the church is doing many times. I just want to apologize for that. There's people like all these different subjects come up that we're going to talk about, and you know, there's, there's, there's probably people in this room who are struggling with pornography, and I just want to apologize that it's never been talked about. So that's why we're going to talk about it one week. And I hope you'll accept our apology that we've just been too quiet. I'm sorry for that, and that's why we want to talk about these things, and that's so we need to talk about it. That's why we are talking about it. Last thing, just sit in the line, and then we'll get on with the, uh, where we want to go tonight, is just this. Uh, would you just know that God's words and my words, would you just know they come from a genuine heart of love? Like the, 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 that is why we want to have these conversations. It's not because I want to. Like, this is not the easiest thing to write. This is not the easiest thing to preach. It's, it's just it's just not. Some of you know that I've been stewing over this sermon for a long time. I've, I've probably prayed for this series more than any series I've preached in a really, really long time. But here's the thing. I think we need to, and just know, whatever we talk about for the next four weeks, it's this, that God has good for you, and he loves you, and we love you. Period. It's coming from a genuine place of love, and we hope, that, and, hope and hope and pray that you uh, will see that. So tonight, I want to be clear about the kind of the direction we're going. We're, like I said, we're setting the table, we're setting the foundation. Like tonight, what we're talking about and the truth that we're going after, like it's going to hit every single week. If we don't get tonight right, if we don't process tonight, then it's going to make the next few weeks. There's going to be some huh, and be what, and like all these types of things. So hopefully tonight we can get off on the right foot and get going as we talk about this this topic we're talking about tonight. So first, our, our foundational understanding has to be this, and I've already said it once. It's this. That God, um, that God actually created sex. Like, that's the first slide, if you want to hit that one. Lucas, he was looking around back there. I got him. Uh, he would, here's the thing, that God has, he, he created sex. And here's the thing, he created it to be a really, really good gift. Like, he created it to be that. And we understand this, that as followers of Jesus, like, our beliefs and our attitudes and our actions sexually are rooted in this core foundation, that it was God's idea, and that God created it. He created our sexuality. He created sex. Like, that's what he did. And he's this designer. Therefore, here's the thing. We kind of talked about when I talked about the the Tesla. Like, he knows best how it works. And these truths, they come from very early on in the Bible that we're going to be pulling from, from Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. Like, they're going to guide our conversations as we talk about this this divine idea, like, that that our sexuality has a divine design. And if you believe that, it really really changes your perspective on a lot of things. Like, if you believe that, that our sexuality has this divine design, then, I mean, it's just one of these things, like, you think about, like... We have to ask, and it's a really big question that we need to ask tonight is, you need to ask tonight is, do you believe that your sexuality has been designed by a designer? Because if you believe that, then this conversation's pretty comfortable. It's just pretty comfortable. And it seems appropriate. If we believe that our sexuality has been designed by this designer, then then here's what we want. We're here tonight to learn, okay, what's his plan? Like, I, I believe in a creator and a designer. Like, okay, what is his plan for me? Like, that's why we're here tonight. Like, that's what it comes down to. And what it comes down to, if you'll throw the next slide up, here's it actually comes down to the very first slide, uh, the very first verse in the Bible. I, I have it up here. It says this in Genesis one one. Maybe you've, you've heard this before, but here's what it says. It says, in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. And a lot hinges on that first verse in the Bible. Like here's what hinges on it. What do you believe about the first verse in the Bible? There's a lot in that first verse. Because here's what it says. It says that, that God's our creator. Like he created the heavens and the earth. Like here's the thing. Like the question I'm asking is do you believe that? Like, like, do you believe that question? Do you believe that we, we came from somewhere and we're, we're going somewhere? Like, do you believe that there's an eternity? Do you believe that Jesus one day will return? Like, see, it all really comes down to what do we believe? Do we actually believe that there's a divine designer? Like, like do we believe those things? Because here's the thing. A lot of people in these kind of series and messages, they want me to talk about behaviors. And we'll talk about a little bit about, about behaviors as we go on. But here's the here's the, the thing. Like we will talk about that, but we're not gonna make these series, this series about behaviorism. Here's the thing, it really comes down to belief. It really comes down to, to what do you believe? Like the, the core thing in, in God's plan is do you believe that he's good and he's the creator? Like, do you believe like like do you believe in the beginning God created or do you believe that it was just an accident? It's really the question. It's really the question that's going on here. And if you're a Christian and a follower who believes in Jesus like in the beginning God created, then just know, don't get frustrated when other people who don't believe that there's a creator believe something different than you. Like, like don't get all flustered because, because why would they? They're going to come to a different conclusion about sexuality. They just are. They're going to come from a a different place. And of course, like you just have to, you know, if you begin to think like we're just here by accident, and if if life is just 60 years and it's over, like if you begin to believe that, like if you just believe you're going to think, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to, if it's 60 years and there's not really any reason I'm here and I have no purpose, then I'll live for the moment. And as long as uh, it's consensual, it means both sides agree. Then uh, anything goes. The question is, what worldview are you looking through? There's two different worldviews, and we got two two pieces of paper up here. If you're listening to this podcast, it may be a little hard to follow along, but I think we're going to be able to follow along a little bit. I got these two pieces of paper and they're going to kind of represent the two different worldviews that we can see through now a worldview is just simply this maybe you've heard this before this world it's how you see the world it's kind of how do you what's the lens you look at everything through what's the lens you look at life through what's the lens you look through family through what's the lens you look through sexuality through like how what what are you looking through like there is a there's a biblical word worldview And there's a cultural world, world view. Two different world views that we're going to kind of talk about tonight. And here's the thing. Like, as we begin to talk, we're going to break these down a little bit. But here is what we know. As followers, we've kind of talked about this. We believe in this design. And the reason we do is because we see evidence of design everywhere. Like there's a design of this this creator, there's this fine tuning everywhere you look. Like if you were to look at the complexity of, like even your eyeball, it's crazy, the complexity of your eyeball and how it works. It's mind blowing. If you ever looked at any type of DNA and like all the structure and all the code that goes into it, it's crazy, the design that's into it, even the earth. Like, he, the earth has this design. And, and when we talk a biblical worldview, we would say this, that there's a design to it. That there's some kind of design that's, that's, that's happening here, like it's just going on. Like, the world right now, like, you're not feeling any movement right now, but here's the crazy part, like, how fine-tuned this world is. Right now, the earth, like, we're sitting here, it is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. And you're just chilling in, in, in your chair. You don't feel a thing. Like if we went to drive, you would feel if I went around a corner fast, you'd be like, whoa, Brian, slow down, man. You ever play the game where you just go like limp and you just go over like the blob game and do that? Like it's a lot of fun. But here's the thing. This earth is spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. It's so fine-tuned. And here's the thing. Even bigger than that, there's so much fine tuning that the Earth, like let's say this table is the Earth, and we're spinning. This table is going to be the Sun. We're spinning around the Sun. The Earth, spinning a thousand miles an hour, is spinning around the Sun 67,000 miles an hour. Like just crazy fast. And we're sitting here like, I don't feel a thing. There's just all this fine tuning going on. There's all this this design that says, man, like there is this crazy design in creation. And here's the thing: if there's this crazy. Design and creation. If there's this crazy design in the earth, then here's where I think it believes, leads to. There's a design for our sexuality. Because you can't believe one without the other. If he's designed all that, then he's designing a lot of things in our life. And he, the question comes down to really... Is what do you believe about God's design? If you believe that in the beginning God created then the question is this, that, okay, I've got to lean into his design, not my desires. I, the question begins this, is it going to be about his truth or about my feelings or your feelings? Like, it's just the thing that begins to happen. We see here in Genesis chapter 1, if you go ahead to that next slide, we're going to look at Genesis 127. Here's what he says in Genesis. Genesis one twenty seven, uh, God says this, we see this in Genesis one twenty seven. so God created mankind in His own image, male and female, He created them. He created mankind in His own image, in the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. So right at the very beginning, like, we, we get a couple things as we're, we're talking about this tonight. He, he says two things about humankind that are, that are, a couple of them are sensitive truths as so we go on. First thing he says this is that you were made in the image of God. That's the first thing he jumps off the page with and says this really cool thing, like, you were made in the image of God. Like, that's what you are made in. And, and the thing about this, you need to know this, is that you are an image bearer. It's like this. A lot of you have a logo, whether it be uh, Nike or North Face or uh, whatever brand you have on, like you have a logo, like there is an image many times on a lot of the things we wear. We know this, like if you put the Jordan logo, the Jordan image on a shoe, the price goes up. People want it more. It just gets more powerful. And the same thing happens with us. We are not some like Jumpman logo or a, a Nike check. We have the image of God on us. And just like the Jordan logo or the Nike check will give value, here's the thing. The creator has marked you with his image, and that gives you great value. Like super great value, and it gives you worth. That's what God says here. He says that you have value and you have worth, that you are an image bearer of God. You are an image bearer like you. And according to Genesis chapter 1, this has huge implications for our sexuality. So you see, to understand that we are an image bearer the person next to you is an image bearer, like it changes how we we are going to treat the people to our left and our right, how we're going to treat people in relationships, how we're going to see people. It just gives us this great, great worth. And if you feel like you're a nobody here tonight, you need to know that you are not. You are a somebody because you are an image bearer of God. Like, that's, it's the huge thing. Like, God made you with eternal value and you have eternal, eternal worth. And that's a really big, a really, really heavy, heavy thing. And you need to know this. Even if you completely disagree with Scripture tonight, or you completely disagree with me, that does not change how valuable you are to God. Because you are an image bearer of God. And you have great worth. And you were loved. The second thing he says in this verse, the second thing he says in this verse is this, that he made them, Male and female. Now, this isn't a series about gender. We'll talk a little bit about that. But when we talk about sexuality, we're also talking about maleness and femaleness. We just are. It's just the way God's made us. He's made us male and he's made us female. Later on, I would say this: that it would be very good that what God made was was very good. And when it comes to gender and people struggling, that like we know this, like you know this, you like the struggle is real for a lot of people. It's just something that that happens a lot. Like there's this big question around gender and things like that. And here's what we would do. We would, with lots and lots of love, we would gently, and we would consistently, with lots and lots of love and and grace, we would continue to point them back to Genesis chapter 1. And we can come back and say that, man, you are made in the image of God, male and female. That's the way he's created you. That you have these two things. You have really high value. Like one of the things with the biblical worldview is this. We got really high value. We have great worth. So the rest of tonight, I want to look and kind of compare these two. The biblical worldview and the worldview of our culture, like how people, the lenses they use to see this world. And I just want to set them side by side. And we're going to talk about them a little bit. And then what the question I want to ask you was this. Which one that you believe gives the most worth and the highest value to? Like, oh, we're just going to set them here. Like, like, let's talk about Like, Here's the first one. We talk about this. When it comes to the biblical worldview. It would be this: with body and spirit, and that they are one. There's there's unity here. Like they are one. You can't separate them. Like those are those go together. Like body and spirit, all through Scripture, go together. Like you cannot you cannot separate them. Like there's verses all over the place point this out go ahead to that next slide like uh, there's these verses that talk about both together like you cannot separate the body from the spirit Uh, like this first verse in psalms it says our soul like our spirit is sunk down into the dust here with it is our body cleaves to the earth proverbs says this keep my words like the spirit part in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and that then will lead to health, to all their body. Like, you can't separate these two things. They're together in the biblical worldview. When I keep silent, like the spirit part of me about my sin, my body wastes away. Like, it affects my body when, when sin's going crazy in my life. Like, it's just these things. Like, when one affects the other, the other affects the other because they're they're united. They're, they're one. Like, that's just what they are. It's the way the Bible always talks about it. When Jesus comes, what is he? Jesus comes and he is a Spirit takes on a body. When Jesus raises from the cross, he raises and there is a spirit and there's a body resurrection. Hey, look at my hands, he says. Look at my side. Doubting Thomas. Check it out. When we go to heaven, it doesn't separate. When we go to heaven, we get this, like when we go to heaven, we get this new body. I don't know what it's gonna look like. I don't know if I'm gonna be six foot six. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have wavy hair. I don't know. I really don't care what I'm going to look like. But here's what I know: I'm going to have a new body, and I'm going to have spirit. Like I, it's it's one of these things that just does not separate. It's this thing that does it's together. Like it's both. It's body and it's spirit. All through Scripture, it just points that way over and over and over again. Now, on this side, on the on the cultural worldview, here's what happens: it's body. And there's a line here, and that's an important line. person if you notice there's no circle around this one because here's what this worldview says you can whatever whatever one you want you can you can separate it Like, we would believe in the Bible, like, you can't separate body from spirit. Like, it is this unity. There's design that happens with it. It's, it we see it in Scripture. We see it in Jesus. We see it in heaven. But w- the, the, the cultural worldview world would say this, like, you can, you can just separate this. Like, it, it leads to this kind of thinking. Like, I can separate my body from my, you know, my, I can separate my, my person and my mind from my body. And, and we can do all, all different kinds of things. Like, down here in person, we could say the word, like, this would be your heart, soul. Spirit, person's another word for mind. Like, here's what we say. We can separate our body from, from these things. Like, we, we can just live totally separate, different life, and we can do all different kinds of things, and, and, and it's not going to affect the other. Like, here's what's happening a lot of times in a, a lot of college, uh, a lot of all over the place. Is there's this thing called hookup culture. And here's what it says. It says, okay, but it could be a, a one-night stand, and it's going to affect my body, but it's not gonna affect my person. It's it's just it's just sex it's all it is it's all it is it's just that it's not going to affect you know my heart or anything like that it's it's not going to do that it's it's purely physical you can separate sex from love like you can draw a line there like you it's not going to do any of that like you can just separate from your from your mind your heart your soul your spirit all those things it's just what i'm doing with my body like you can like like that's just what you can do like it says this like like sex is just purely physical. It can be separated from love. It's it's kind of things like uh, I read in this 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 article. It said in Seventeen magazine uh, to girls like keep your hearts under wraps, girls. Or boys may find you too boring and clingy. Like just 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 be all about body. Don't, don't show heart, mind, soul. You can separate that. Like, that's what you can do. It just, it just doesn't affect the body. It's no big deal. Like, when it comes to the body, it's really, it's no big deal. It's not a big deal when it comes to sex. It's, it's really not a big deal thing. And we would see in the, in the, in the biblical worldview that the sex is a big deal. Like, it matters. Our sexuality matters a lot. Um, and the cultural worldview says it's not that big of a deal. Says this. It's no big deal. It's not gonna hurt. It's not gonna hurt me. Nobody gets hurt. Just friends with benefits. It's just, it's just that. It's not really a big deal. It's a one night stand. It's not that big of a deal. The Bible would say no. It's a big deal. It would use words like this when it comes to sex in marriage. This, this union. Like, it's, it's a big deal. Like, there's a lot of things going on. It would use the word, like, bond, all these words that are, are words that give very high value and give, you know, have great worth to us. It's just one of those things that just happened here. And here's what would happen is, is they would say, I can disconnect from here to here. And here's the thing I know. People do get hurt. I could tell you story after story about young people that have come into my office and just share things like after the breakup happens and they're broken and they're hurting because it affects more than just the body we think we can just detach and it's only what's happening up here that it's not going to affect my heart, my soul, my spirit, my mind but here's the thing we cannot take. you are not a robot you are not a robot. You cannot do it. So here's what I would just want to ask: Like, which one of these, when it comes to sex, like, has the higher value and the greater worth? It's hard for me to look over here. Like, it's no big deal. It's just something separate. It's not going to hurt me. It doesn't mean love. It doesn't mean any of that. I can just separate my body from it. It's not a big deal. Like, And I look over here and I see words like unity, and I see uni- words like union and bond, and I see design, and I see that God's given me this great value and worth, and I just believe this. That as we look at God's plan for sexuality, like there's this, this higher view and there's this greater worth when we say I'm going to lean towards God's plan, not that it's just this, it's not just casual, it's not that it doesn't mean anything, it's not this or that. Like if we were to begin to talk about this and we're going to talk about this one night, like let's, let's talk about pornography for just a second. Here's what the world would say. It's, just, it's a video, it's just an image. It's just a person I don't know. I don't really know their heart, mind, soul, and spot. It's just a body I'm looking at. It's all I'm doing. It's just it's just something I'll use them and then I'll delete it. It's just I will do this or that. It's just you know it's just an image and it gives this really low value of of people. But you know what we say on this side? We say no. What that is? That's not just an image. That's image bearer. And because that person is an image bearer, they have really high value and worth, and I'm not going to use them like that. Because that's someone's daughter. That's some guy who has value and is an image bearer of God. But so often we just want to say, it's, it's not a big deal, it's just an image. No, that's a, it's an image bearer it because it's really big deal. And we just say, it's not a, a big deal. It's just not a big deal. As we continue on, we, we talk about gender. We just say this, that, you know what, body doesn't even matter. It's all about my feeling, my emotions. That is what controls everything. So I am going to, whatever my heart, mind, soul says, I, I will just go with that. and I'm not going to go with the, the design that God's given me. I'm going to go... Against that, and what we just say over here is so, that no, there's there's a sign, and that there's. There's this great worth and there's this that you were an image bearer and there's all of these things. Like we just see that you can see the chaos that happens when we begin to believe some things through this lens. And we can see now how the world, why there's so many questions and why there's so many chaos and why there's all these questions that we have. Like we can see now why that happens because it's just confusion. And we can see over here there's a lot better things to point to, like this high value and this great worth. and Like all of these things that we can kind of lean on. So the, the question and the thing I want to kind of leave with tonight is this. And I want you to know, God's for you. God is for you. He is totally for you. He is not against you. He is for you. And here's the thing. I hope as we look through this for the next few weeks, I hope you don't feel like God, all he does, man, here's what he loves to do. He loves to give me a list of rules. But here's what I would tell you. I believe they're loving guardrails. You ever go for a ride up in the mountains? You're driving and you can see off down the valley. Usually every time you drive anywhere nowadays, there are these huge metal guardrails. You can still see the view, but they are there. So if something goes awry, they keep you and you don't fall down the cliff and hurt yourself. And that's many times like that's what God is doing. We're going to be talking about these guardrails the next few weeks. And as we talk about these things, I just want to continue to talk about this. And I want you to know that I don't think it's as much about behavior as it is about these big questions like, what do you believe? And that's really where I want to land tonight, is what do you believe? What do you believe? Do you believe that there's a creator, designer? Do you you believe? My question is, what do you believe about everything? Because that will determine what you do when it comes to God's plan for sexuality. What do you believe about where you came from? What do you believe that is their creator? What do you believe about where you're going? Here's what I believe. I believe there's a designer, and I believe there's a God who loves you and me, and that he knows what's best for us, and that he has more authority over than my experience, my emotions, or my opinions. And I believe this, that we're not here very long, but there's a place called Heaven and there's eternity, and that we have to live through those lens. So my question to you tonight is, what do you believe about everything? What do you believe about Genesis 1? Because here's the thing, what we believe about God affects what we're going to believe about our sexuality. Like, what we believe about God is going to affect how we are going to interact with sexuality. It's just, whatever that lens is, it's going to do that. Before the band comes up, I just want to tell you this. And every week I'll tell you this. The only... One who can really give you what we're all looking for and show you how to live is Jesus. Just know he's good for you. He's got good plans for you. He's got these guardrails for you, not to harm you, but to lead you in the right way. He's got good things for you. And I hope you hear the heart, and I hope next week as we continue to talk about God's plan and these guardrails like that he is lovingly giving us, that we will really say, okay, if I believe in a designer, then here's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to live my life in his plan. I'm going to try my best to, to figure out what that plan is, and we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to try to live there. But it doesn't come down to behaviors. It comes down, first of all, what do you believe? What do you believe? Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you for your, your word. I just know there's a lot of questions that go on in this topic. And I pray, God, that we just be... We'd be attentive and we just listen to your plan the next few weeks. And God, I pray that we would just, uh, we'd ask that hard question, what do we believe? Because what we believe affects our, our actions and our behaviors. God, we thank you for the way you've made each of us here today. We thank you for the high worth and the high value that you see us as. We pray, Lord, that we'd see everybody like that. People that believe different than us, that we'd see that they're an image bearer and that they have value. People that have different views than the biblical view that we'd see them, that they have value and that they matter to you and they should matter to us. God, we pray as we walk through these things that you just be with us and you just speak to us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.